time to get in the huddle with the Broncos Radio Network's Mike Rice on the team. 923. Joining us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, Mike Rice, 850 KOA Broncos Radio Network. Mike, how you doing? It's been a been a uh, day or two. It has been. I'm doing well. Thanks, Jim. How about you? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Uh so we we now know who the Broncos coach will be. It's going yeah. to be Sean Payton, the trade. Details been worked out uh, between uh, George Payton and, and the Broncos brass and Mickey Loomis and the Saints. Just your initial response to Sean Payton coming to Denver. Yeah, I think they got a guy, obviously, with a proven track record who's had success at the highest level. I mean, all the things that the Broncos so desperately need from that position, he fills. There's certainly a lot of questions. Doesn't guarantee anything, but I, I was talking to some people over the last you know since yesterday afternoon and some of them weren't completely enthralled and certainly there are some you know questions as there always is but if the Broncos had not gotten Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton and they had to honestly expand the search to guys like Mike Kafka Brian Callahan Jonathan Gannon, all of whom are very talented assistant coaches, but what would be the temperature of Broncos country with something like that happening? I think this is a great move. Again, I'm I'm being a little bit tempered based on what high expectations and high hopes have done in the last year to Broncos country, but I think they got a really good coach, Jim, and it's going to be fun to see how he puts things together. I just think, and I think we certainly saw with this search, which was much different than the last time, which had a lot of names, like you mentioned, Brian Callahan, who I think is going to be a head coach in this league at some point in time, has some ties to the Broncos and his past. He was on the staff uh, a long time ago before ending up in Cincinnati. Gannon, those are guys that are going to be head coaches at some point. But for Denver to go out and get a a fourth-time, first-time head coach, I just, I just think at some point, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again, expecting a different result. Well, that was kind of falling into that category, and you could see who they were talking to: Harbaugh, Peyton, uh, David Shaw. At least been a college head coach, been worked in the NFL previously. Uh, you know, Raheem Morris, who'd been a, a head coach, uh, Jim Dan Caldwell, Quinn. Dan Quinn, who was a finalist the last time. That the focus was on guys who had been there and done that. And bringing that experience to the the table, I think, was the number one thing that, that Greg Penner and George Payton and company they were looking at. And you get that with Sean Payton, and and I, and I guess so for the people you've talked to, Mike. I mean, you don't have to name names. I'm not expecting that, but but what are their concerns about Sean Payton? Well, no, when I when I was referring to people I've talked to, it's just friends, and it wasn't necessarily sure. people in in football. But I, I think I think there's there really is sort of this hesitancy or fear of more of the same in Broncos country. And I get that. I completely understand it. Jim, we talked about it, you know, from the start of training camp and once the season started going south in about what week four or five, that's pretty much what you and I talked about almost every week. That there is that hesitation, that trepidation of, oh my goodness, here we go again. Is this even with Sean Payton going to be more of the same? But for those who saying, well, he only went to one Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame quarterback, let's remember that the absolutely horrendous pass interference penalty 
against the Saints prevented another trip when the yeah. Rams went, right? But even without that, uh, I, if I'm the Broncos, I would take one Super Bowl trip right about now. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and, and, but, but here's a bigger point to me. You look at Dan Quinn and what he did in Atlanta. He had an unbelievable staff. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator when, when they went to the Super Bowl. I think Mike McDaniel was on that staff. Uh, there were several other guys that I think have gone on to become NFL head coaches and very respected in the industry. If Sean Payton has success with the Broncos, Sean Payton's calling the plays. Sean Payton's running the offense. Sean Payton is the architect of that staff. So you don't have to worry about losing a coordinator if you if he gets it going, right? And if they need to find another quarterback, then he's going to be the guy that has input on, okay, this is the kind of guy I think I want. All of those things, I'm pointing to continuity. So if you believe in Sean Payton to be able to get an organization like the Broncos to the level of being a consistent playoff participant and the ability to make deep runs fairly often, there's a very good chance you're going to be able to sustain that success over time. A lot of it depends on the quarterback. We know this. But I I just think there's too many positives. And because there's this trepidation in Broncos country, I found myself falling into during the search the thought of, well, this guy's not good enough because of this. This guy has these shortcomings. And it's like, wait a minute. Sean Payton is now the head coach of the Broncos. Let that sink in for a moment. That doesn't, again, guarantee anything. But as I think about that, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, at one point, I mean, it seemed like a a long shot. Let's be honest about that, that it was going to happen, that whether Sean Payton even wanted to come back and coach, maybe he's going to wait for the Cowboys job, wait another year, go back to Fox. He could kind of pick and choose. Would he want to go to Houston, where they have a lot of draft capital, and that's a soft division where he could maybe turn things around quickly. I mean, there were there were a lot of things to with Sean Payton. You're going, I, I just I don't see it happening. And and the feeling was is the the longer that it dragged out, the less likely it was going to happen. Well, turns out that you know even though the it may have been it may have taken a while to stick the landing, so to speak, for for George Payton and Greg Pinner, they they stuck the landing yesterday. And they didn't have to give up two first-round draft picks to get a guy the caliber of Sean Payton. I think they gave up less than what I thought they would have. I totally agree with you on that. And and I think that was marvelous. I mean, again, as Big Al has said for us for, for weeks now, or for at least a week or two now, and I agree with him, that, you know, the 29th pick of the draft is, is not a slam dunk. Now it's a first round pick and that means certain things economically. And it's, it's at the, top of the draft, but it's not like you're guaranteed to get a star at number 29. It's just, it's, it's a good pick and I wish the Broncos had it, but they also swapped a day two pick next year. I'd I love a second round pick, but you know what? They at least got an extra third, which they could package and move back into the second round in 24. I mean, there's a lot of things. So it's not as if they depleted their draft capital and as Benjamin Albright pointed out, if you think about Bradley Chubb and a draft pick for Sean Payton and a draft pick, that's another way to look at it. It's a little bit of spin for sure because you're trying to force yourself to believe that this was a positive move. I acknowledge that. 
but but that's still not a bad trade, I don't think, for a guy in Chubb that they weren't even going to sign to a big money deal, and maybe Miami's having second thoughts about signing to the deal, signing uh, him to the deal they did. So uh, I I just think that they gave up as little as probably would be fair to expect. And I want to throw this out there too, Jim, just sure. to ramble a little bit more. Mina Kimes of, of ESPN had a couple of interesting tweets. On the one hand, she says, the ideal offense for Russell Wilson at this point in his career is markedly different from what Peyton is known for. I'm fascinated to see what he does from a scheme standpoint. I agree, but this is the tweet I love from her. So it's the other side of that coin. What can Sean Payton do with maybe a guy that is not quite as good as we all thought at this point in his career, who has certain skills that maybe Sean Payton hasn't used as much in his offense? She writes, from 2019-2020, the Teddy Bridgewater slash fading Drew Brees slash Taysom Hill-led Saints, now listen to this, finished second league-wide in points per game despite averaging like .3 air yards per pass attempt. The man is a freaking wizard. Now, I don't know what he's going to be able to do with Russell Wilson and an offensive line that needs to be completely rebuilt and some patchwork of skill players who I think are at least decent to maybe pretty good. But I know this much. He's done a lot with kind of a little in the past. And when you put numbers like that on paper or to where you can read them, I go, all right, they got a guy who gives them a chance even next year to markedly improve an offense that was abysmal. Mike Rice joins us on the Jim Davis Show. With that offense, they had some weapons at wide receiver in New Orleans. I feel the Broncos, depth-wise, are, are, more, are deeper now with everybody healthy, obviously. Can Javante Williams kind of fill that Alvin Kamara role in the Sean Payton playbook? Yeah, Rio, that really brings up an interesting question because some of the Broncos' skill players, Javante being one, Tim Patrick, the other coming off very serious injuries. So is it fair to expect Javante Williams to be the guy that they hoped he would be in week one last year because he was hurt in, what, game two or three so early in the season? I don't know what's fair. I'm a little hesitant to think that starting week one of this coming, the 2023 regular season, you've got Javante Williams and he's back to his old self. I hope so. I think the Broncos feel like over time he could still be very good and and a productive player. And the same with Tim Patrick, hurt in training camp. So at least it was early, I guess, if there's a bright side, because hopefully he can, you know, get back quicker and be back to his old self sooner. But with those two guys, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at maybe the need to re-sign Latavius Murray, uh, maybe looking at Marlon Mack coming back and providing a, a spark in that backfield uh, as some veterans who have gotten some productive miles on the tires, and then you, you feel like, okay, we're at least covered with some productivity until we see sort of where Javante is, for example, in his recovery and how effective he might be and when that might be happening uh, once once you get into training camp and the preseason and whatnot. As we circle back to uh, draft capital, we know George Payton's not shy about sending players away for draft picks. They do have some players 
or some positions which they're really deep, which, you know, maybe running back might be one of those with Javante Williams' health still kind of up in the air. Wide receiver is one of those. Do you feel that there's going to be some guys maybe on the move out for George Payton to kind of pad some of these draft picks he's given up for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton? I think there could be, absolutely. I mean, you've got now a brand-new coach and soon to have a brand-new staff, and those guys are going to look at players in different ways. And maybe they feel like there's a, a more prominent veteran that they could deal, and I don't have anyone in mind. I'm just speculating that, okay, we, we think we can do without that guy because the need to bolster things and the – you know, potentially day one or day two of the draft takes priority because we believe that there are guys in the draft that could come in and, and help us. And you're also talking about potentially creating some salary cap space because that new staff, along with the front office, is looking at the free agent list saying we need more money to spend because there are guys out there we feel are better, but we've got to create some not only roster spots, but some cap space. So I absolutely think that there could be movement uh, on the roster before free agency starts. In fact, part of me is expecting that. Now, to what degree, how dramatic that movement will be, it's tough to know because we don't know what Sean Payton and his new staff will feel about certain players that, from the standpoint of fans, are sort of core guys or prominent guys on that roster. Mike Rice, 850 KOA, Broncos Radio Network with us today on the Team Sports Network. Your colleague, Voice of the Broncos, Dave Logan on uh, the Sports Zoo, talked about Vic Fangio, former Broncos head coach. And there was reports that Vic was going to be uh, made the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league by Stephen Ross and the Dolphins. There's the talk that he might go back to San Francisco to uh, replace D'Amico Ryan's and on Kyle Shanahan's staff because Vic has a girlfriend who's an eye surgeon that lives in the Bay Area. But Dave said that the Broncos have been talking with, about, uh, with Vic Fangio about coming back to be Sean Payton's defensive coordinator. Uh, provide a little insight on that for us, Mike. Yeah, I think it's possible. And, and it's funny you talk about that because Dave just this morning characterized the chances of that happening, Vic returning to Denver as Sean Payton's D.C., as about 50-50. And that, I don't have inside information on it, but that sounds about right to me. I, I could see Vic Fangio with where he is in his career, sort of his personality of just being a football guy and being a lifer in the NFL, saying, look, yeah, I don't think things went down well, but I, I can get over that. We're going to have a better staff with better players. And let's be honest about it, how long is George Payton going to be here? I mean, Payton was the guy who basically made the decision – to go in a different direction from Vic, and there's no guarantee that George Payton will be here much longer than after the draft or much longer than a year or so, especially if things don't go great in year number one for Payton. I mean, it's not going to be Sean Payton and his assistants that go if things you know, don't turn around in 2023 it's going to probably be more it's be more likely to be someone like George Payton. So, and uh, Sean Payton has a history, as as Albright told us, of kind of bringing in his own guy. We already had already heard before the move was made to hire Payton that you know Ryan Pace is a name that he could very well want as a GM. Jeff Ireland would be a name that perhaps he would want to bring into the front office. So I think it's entirely possible. 
that Vic Fangio is back. I don't know what Vic's thinking, so it's hard to guess. But to me, it's not at all out of the question. I think it's very much in the realm of possibility. And I think one of the points that's been brought up about the trade for Sean Payton is that no longer can you say, well, the head coach is the problem. That now it is a, it's going to be a case to say if, if Russell Wilson doesn't start to play the way Russ used to, that it is Russell Wilson that is the problem. It's a declining skill set for Russell Wilson. It's other problems with the football team that the hiring of Sean Payton, at least here for a while, it's going to be Sean Payton's fine, staff's fine. It's the roster that we have that's the problem, not the coaching staff. And yeah, so I think so. So, so oh, I'm sorry, Jim, no, it's ahead. okay. So it's, I think it's just going to change the dynamic a little bit about where where, where blame has to, where, where blame will be placed in regard to a team that if if they continue to struggle, it's not going to be on Sean Payton and the staff. It's going to be on the roster. This is just me speculating, but I think if Russell Wilson's play doesn't improve significantly, I, I don't. I think it's entirely within the realm of possibility that he is a very expensive backup in 2024. And after that, after the 2024 season, I think the cap hit on Russell would be $49.5 million, but his salary would be about $37 million. So you're only talking about an extra $12 million coming off your salary cap if you feel you completely have to part ways. So uh, it was interesting that Deuce McAllister, the Saints color analyst who played for Peyton down in New Orleans, was on with Dave and Big Al and Ryan yesterday, and he said Sean Peyton's going to play the best players. There will be accountability for these players. And the idea of the culture getting back to what it needs to be for an NFL locker room, Jim, might be the biggest appeal for Sean Peyton to be at the helm as the new head coach. He has the gravitas, he has the resume, and he has the past success. You're not going to mess with that if you're a player. Yes, sir. No, sir. I need a roster spot. I'll do what you ask me. And let's face it, the Broncos have lacked that. They have absolutely lacked that since Vance Joseph became the head coach. It never happened under Vance. It never happened under Vic as the head coach. And it certainly didn't happen under Hackett last year. The word I've heard is that he'll put fear into the building, into fear for your job in in a good way, not necessarily a negative way, that you're going to have to earn what you get here. And that no matter what you've done in the past, that's irrelevant to Sean Payton. It's what can you do now? And that he's going to create that kind of competitive environment like you said that has been lacking for this football team since Gary Kubiak stepped away and it will be an it'll be interesting to see who he brings in is it Vic Fangio does the Giravero stay around what what happens at the OC spot which it's going to be Sean Payton's offense but does Joe Lombardi guy that he's worked with now Chargers former OC does does he end up there does Mike Munchak come back to coach the Broncos offensive line that's uh it's a world of possibilities. It's an exciting time, and I, I said I think Denver, by going and getting Sean Payton, the cost was not prohibitive like we thought it was going to be, and they bring in a guy that will be the adult in the room, and that's something they've been needing for quite some time. 
I think that's all really well said. I don't disagree with a single thing you just said. And again, it doesn't guarantee success next year. I do think they need to show improvement next year. I mean, you don't get paid $17 million, you know, to wait four years before things happen. But on the other side of it is you have to acknowledge where the Broncos are and they're at the bottom right now. And offensively, they were historically bad for them. And in some ways, historically bad, or at least borderline historically bad in terms of points scored uh, in the NFL. I I look at it this way, though, Jim, is that you look at after they parted ways with Hackett after game 15, and I know it's just the final two games, Russell Wilson and the offense look like much more like a real offense, like an NFL offense should look, not just in terms of execution, but just in terms of approach, in terms of carrying themselves uh, the way they did under Jerry Rosberg. And now you have Sean Payton leading the helm and a revamped offensive line and a Russell Wilson who I think can still play at, at some pretty high level I, I, and, and some amount of skill players. I don't think that some sort of turnaround towards mediocrity offensively is out of the question. And if that defense can stay close to where it was last year and you have, let's just say, a mediocre offense, they had a mediocre offense this year, Jim. They're very much in the playoff conversation. Playoff. Playoff. So, yeah, so I, again, I'm not going to go off the deep end and say, here we go, let's hitch up the cart. Exactly. But I do think that if the offense can show improvement towards being average – this team has a chance to have a much better one-loss record. And if history indicates anything with Sean Payton, chances of this offense being better than average are really good, considering what he's done in the past. We'll keep our fingers crossed for that. But, uh, Mike, appreciate the time this morning. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks to you guys. Appreciate it. All right, Mike Rice, 850 KOA, Broncos.